G'day everybody and welcome to The Dan Show on Slice Radio. It's big episode number 40, so I guess life's beginning for this podcast. On this episode, the spectacular comedian, podcaster and writer, Nick Vatterot. Nick has been working very hard on his comedy special for the past four years, but it's finally out. It's called Disingenuous and it's amazing. You can get it almost anywhere, but in this podcast's show notes is another place where you can be directed to Disingenuous by Nick Vatterot. Another great thing to do is to follow us on the socials, Slice Radio, or to get the Slice Radio app wherever you get apps to follow the radio stream live. So much great music and talking. Okay, hold on to your hats. It's time for my chat with comedian Nick Vatterot. Well, I'm very, very pleased um, to be talking to one of my new podcast heroes. You'll probably be surprised to hear it's Nick Vatterot. How are you, Nick? I am surprised to hear it's Nick Vatterot. I've been pronouncing it wrong the whole time. And so um, <laughs> might be my accent. Um, <laughs> and it, it doesn't come out. In a, my last name is just not, it's not meant to be said in American English. It's, it's not really. How would you say it in your native tongue, which I know is American, but. <laughs> yeah. My, my native tongue, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I always kind of trail off at the end. It's like when you're a stand-up comic and you and you bring up the next comic, but you're not quite sure what their name is. So you go, hey, give it up for this next guy. Give it up for Bob. Hey! Yeah. Have you heard of my com- good comedian friend, David Huntsberger? Have you heard of him? You know, it's amazing because you didn't mean to, but it uh, – the connection cut out right when you said his last name. So David Huntsberger. I, David Huntsberger. Yeah. Do I know David? Heard? I don't know, but um, his name gets mispronounced so much. Oh, I could see different uh, terrible directions that name could go. At least you're called Nick and every other person you run into is called Nick. So that's, that's lucky. Yeah. But it's funny, you know, I, um, I, I write for real time with Bill Maher and people will mispronounce his name. They'll like, give it up for Bill Mayer. And it's like, you're a comic, man. How do you not know? Yeah. <laughs> He's like a pretty famous comic. How do you not know his name? <laughs> My wife's maiden name is, is Ma. So I had a bit of a head start, but uh, she still gets, I mean, she did get Maya. Uh, yeah. Before I owned her obviously. Uh, <laughs> but let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about this, um, the album you're releasing today in our time, but tomorrow in your yes. time. Disingenuous. I mean, this is a full-blown comedy special you can watch yeah. with your eyes. There will be like an album that comes out in a couple of days, I think. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on for this because this is like, you know, this is a big deal. You know, this is, it's going to be on like iTunes and Amazon and Google play and, 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 and streaming services that I'm unfamiliar with. Um, but uh, this is a thing I, I started working on like four years ago and uh, I wanted to shoot like a kind of a standup. I always loved my favorite standup specials were like kind of the documentary style where it's a comic kind of like running around the city you know, like I think Seinfeld had one when I when I first moved to Chicago to start co- comedy, 
Seinfeld had one after like he did, I'm telling you for the last time. And then he did this special where he was working on new material and was running around New York. And Steve Byrne has one where I think he tries to do 13 sets in one night in Manhattan. And, you know, uh, uh, there's a bunch of, I've always loved that film. And I always feel like stand-up comedy films in general are a lot of times uh, they're in this giant theater and it's like, well, that's not really where comedy happens most of the time. I wanted to do something that showed, hey, this is me running around the city and this is kind of a little bit of what it's like. But it's also a little mockumentary, so it's kind of not completely earnest. Hence the name Disingenuous. Yes. Let's talk about the disconnection between Get Rich Nick Nick, that Uh rot, and um, on stage, Nick, I mean, my goodness, when you're gently trying to help Nick Turner in his life, Uh um, and he's not always great at life, uh, (laughs) and, uh, you know, the podcast, Nick Turner. Sure. (laughs) I don't know him personally, obviously. For comedic effect. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and you know you you're really trying to be as very supportive as you can, and and the practical episodes of Nick, what were they? Where you went in and did the stuff? Was that the first twenty five or so? Well, you know, oh, yeah. the numbers don't really matter. <laughs> you know, I think in the very beginning, what we had, you know, what we really wanted to do in the very beginning was you know, kind of do this like 10 episode thing, you know, which these podcasts where people put a lot of work into like, you know, intense work into like a 10 episode season, you yes. know? And I was like, that sounds interesting to me. Cause we did Nick, the Nick, I did the Nick Vatterot show a long time ago. And it was, it's a lot of work to do a thing every week as you probably know. Yeah. And then, um, and then, And this was very intensive because it was like, instead of just coming in and talking about the news for an hour, we would talk about a way to make money, whether it was, you know, going on a game show, going to the uh, horse track, you know, babysitting kids. Uh, Then we would, then we would go and and we would always interview somebody who had some experience with this. Then, then that, and the second day we would go out and do the thing you know, we go to the horse track, we go to the prices, right. And then the third day we'd come back and talk about the experience. So it was a lot of work. And then, um, and, and then Earwolf was like, cool. Can you do that every day for forever? <laughs> We're like, we'll try. Um, and, uh, and, and we kept a pretty good pace with it for a while, but then, you know, then the pandemic hit, I don't know if you guys had a pandemic out there. We had one out here. And it yeah. Was- we heard about it. You heard about it. No. <laughs> We're still like having. We're having a full blown pandemic right now. It's as bad as it ever was, with the yeah. new uh, variant. I feel like suddenly this week, and it got real bad again. Or people started talking yeah. lockdown again. And yeah, I don't know. Think, look, uh, we'll have to all band to get band together and just try and endure. That'd be the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, see, everyone wants to move forward. I want to go backwards. That's what I always, if I was like a leader, I'd say like, we need to go backwards. We need, to, the future is in the <laughs> oldest generation. <laughs> I think seeing some of your stand-up, a political career is is definitely, you know, could be a big success. 
you know what the thing <laughs> is? The, 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 I, you know, I, I think every single person reads the news and goes, I could do a better job than these bums, you know? Mm. I mean, what you have to do, you know, what talks me out of it. It's like what you have to do to like, you know, here's the big problem. You kind of have to like people. <laughs> or at least make it look like you like people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I have that part of the politics in me. I don't, I don't have the part that says uh, that's going to shake somebody's hand that I don't like or pretend I like a person I don't like. I don't think I can just sit there with a smile on my face and, and be okay. Although it's funny, whenever, it's, whenever there's like a TV show or a movie, this, I, this is like one of, I, I think, a hilarious trope. It's, it's the person who gets caught off, doesn't realize they're on camera. And they go, you know what the problem is? We need to blah, 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 blah. And then it goes viral. And then that person winds up like getting elected. I feel like I've seen that like yeah, story sure. several times. As a, as a younger man, I thought, uh, go get rid of polit- politicians and just pick the experts. So we pick the best transport. You know, you probably thought yeah. this at time: the best transport expert, the best science expert, the best military expert, all all the best top three. You know, and put yeah. them in power. But as soon as I've said put them in power, we're in trouble because you know it just goes to the head. Then it's sex scandal. This cocaine here, and you know it just goes would, because people are people, right? I would, I would, I would do it just for the scandal. I would, I would, my platform would be scandal. I would yeah, be like, sure. I would be the first candidate that's just being very, you know, transparent that I'm in this for the money and the cocaine. And I, uh, and, and I don't have any scandals, but I'm, I'm looking forward to having some as soon as I'm in. I mean, yeah. you know what I've realized the past couple of years, especially like, you know, being is so like, you know, reading the news from every source and it, these these a lot of these people are like they're like wrestlers they're they're mm-hmm. playing characters they know the role they're supposed to say i mean i think a lot of us get very mad at the hypocrisy on on both sides that happen you know i mean both whatever your side is your side can do better and uh and then i realized like well they are they do this because they know that it's they're being hypocritical, but they have to like check some sort of box to like, you know, to to appease a certain like demographic or some or some sort of voting base or something. And that that part of politics is like, oh, if you have to do that they, yeah. to get elected, that sounds terrible. Our prime minister was uh, he must have been dizzy with his um, turnaround on government intervention in in covid stuff the government was just into everything and we didn't even know it was legal they're saying you can't do this and you can do that and we're like oh i guess i guess they're right and they were right in the guts of, you know <laughs> and then all of a sudden when they realized they were going to get voted out on this it was like it's time for governments to pull out of people's business <laughs> Like, I know. Jesus, God, your head, yeah. your head must be spinning, mate. Oh, uh, you know, um, Time to, but, but God bless yeah. him. But yeah. uh, the uh, not so old Norm Macdonald joke is: um, Did you hear about this guy Bill Maher? He's giving away the, the solution to everyone's problems for free. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's from a few years ago. R.I.P. Norm. But what do you yeah. think about Bill? He's obviously a big political um, uh, figure. Uh, is he? What What can the average international person take away from someone like Bill Maher? Well, you know, I think like the the 
I, I one of the one of the things that I really like about the show is that he is not one of these people that is uh, that's that 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 feels that his team is you know he is is more important than anything else. You know, I think some people are like, well, I can't possibly criticize my own team because that would that the other team needs to be where all the criticism goes. And, you know, and I think that like, there should be more of that. You know, we, we sort of live in this, this world where everyone's pointing fingers at everybody else and and nobody ever points fingers at themselves. And, and then, and then sometimes when they do point fingers at themselves, the people on their team go, Oh, you must be against everything we believe. It's like, no, we're just, we can all do better, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think like, uh, I think, around the world this is not only around the world but like go go this is not new this goes back i i was reading this like um newspaper that came out like on my birthday i got some alert and i was reading like some of the stuff and the same political headlines were happening you know 40 years ago as, as they were happening today um you know i didn't read as much news when i was zero years old as i do now uh to but yeah, I think that's like a, you know, that's like a huge thing. And, and you get these like I, 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 some of these leaders around the world that rise up because they just I guess that's sort of what populism is a little bit. I mean, just like just sort of just telling the people anything that their side believes, just give it to them. And, um, you know, you, you got to challenge, got to challenge your own, you know. If we if we want the other sides, if we want the people who oppose our opinions to sort of challenge themselves, we have to do the same thing. So I, I imagine um, that there's a really red side in America and a really blue side in America, and a lot of people in the middle that are just trying to get along. But sure. all I'm all I'm hearing is like there's a there's this hard divide. Yeah. And it's only there's only red and there's only red and blue, but you know, just be serious for a minute and give us give us the um, you know, tell us, Nick, is that true? <laughs> I always say that that, that like twenty percent, eighty eighty percent of the people think twenty percent of the people represent the thinking of eighty percent of the people. <laughs> you know, sure. like it is. It's like these fringe these fringe people. You know, mo- most most liberals aren't these like. Antifa, you know, violent, you know, just insanely, you know, uh, uh, overreactionary type people, you know, and then, and then on the right, they're not all these like uh, proud boys, you know, uh, just militia, you know, you know, racists. Um, And then, but then as you kind of go towards the middle, there's like a dilution of like, well, there's there's some there's some resistance uh, to fighting racism in a certain way in, de- in various degrees on one side, you know, and then and then on you know on the other side there's various degrees of overreacting to insignificant petty things that that you know, but like you know as you go towards the middle it gets more the farther you go out the more insane each side is and as you get closer that people are more like you know uh yeah it's just not as like it's, it's crazy but they you know um people have more in common than they realize mm. um you know and uh but it's just easier to blanket the whole other side you know as as, as whatever you know yeah sure it's just it's it's teams it's it's so teams 
You know, it's like when you're like when you're a kid and like we have Cardinals baseball and the Cubs. It was a huge rivalry in my town, St. Louis mm-hmm. versus Chicago. And, and I remember St. Louis was always being like, you, you Cubs suck. They all suck. They're all terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they suck. But yet the reality is that they're professional baseball players. They're, they're, you have to be fairly good yes. <laughs> to play major league baseball. Yes. They don't all suck, um, but it's just your team thing. You, you like to, and also some of our guys kind of suck, you know, but uh, it's better to say everything we do is awesome and everything they do is terrible because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Um, but there's a wicked divide now that's worse than it's ever been. I think, I think a party should come out like uh, not the common sense party because that's just a bit twee. Um, but like the um, houses cost too much, uh, healthcare should be for most people, not everyone, because that seems to anger everyone. And um, childcare should be made a universal. Everyone should get it. So they should like pick six popular things and go forward on that. I mean, it, 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 there is like, you know, I don't love the two-party system. You yeah. know, there, there, there feels to be like degrees of, of, of things, you know, it's because uh, everything it's painted as, oh, well, you just want to give everything away and then you don't want to do anything for anybody. And it's like, well, you know, like you just said, same thing, you know, the big problem with the healthcare thing out here was like, it was a well intended, you know, I talked to so many people that were against Obamacare that talk to me after shows and been like, you know, I'm going around the country touring and they go, I hated Obama. I hated Obamacare. And then I went to the hospital and uh, Obamacare saved my life. And I totally read everything I said about it. And it's like, and then, and then I know liberals that were like, yeah, Obamacare, I want to pay way more for health insurance than I was paying before. So it kind of screwed me up. So it's like, yeah, Mm. not everything is, there's no perfect solution for everybody, but yeah, like Saying there's only two two party two parties feel like there's only two solutions. You know, Andrew Yang out here is trying to do a third party. You know, because there are a lot of people that are sick of like the, you know, just a, their side bad, our side good mentality in this country. Um, man, it's hard. I don't know. Canada can do it. Canada has like a you know several party system out there. We've um, got. Uh- We've got sort of four or five main parties and some yeah. independents that get in, but unless they've got a casting vote, they're really crushed. So, gotcha. uh, but anyway, look, nothing, nothing, nothing is perfect, um, but the environment is always the biggest issue. You've got to remember that. No remember planet, when, no anything. <laughs> that's what kills me the most about this pandemic was like, remember, like Australia was on fire. That was like the oh, biggest, biggest headline in the world. I remember like watching, I actually did uh, uh, a pat on my back, a benefit for um, uh, the Australian wildfires. Um, uh, and remember being like, this is like the, this is nothing can get worse than this. <laughs> And then cut to two months later and they shut down the entire country. Um, but I feel like that kind of got lost how big of a deal that was, you know, that the, the wildfires out there, because living in California, it's like fire season all year round now. Yeah, I know it's amazing, but when the when the p- pandemic got going a bit, got, you know, three months in, the environment instantly started to bounce back. 
look, I'm not a crazy greenie or anything like that, but you could just you could just see how easy you can't go back 400 years, you know, back to the start of the Industrial Revolution, but you could see how easily it might be to sort of wind it back a little bit. But no, I don't know, Nick. Look, we're not going yeah. to solve these problems. <laughs> no, no, it's just it is very annoying out here. You know, like one of the, you know, I I. I I don't really, you know, I, I think both sides politically need to sort of like listen to each other and, and, and but the one, you know, and I don't, I, I, whatever, I don't, I always say that my political, uh, my, my political affiliation is like my Friday nights, I'm my own party, but yeah. I do always like, uh, uh, I do always kind of get real mad. It's sort of the people there's some people in our country that drag their feet on everything forever. Gay, they're against gay rights forever until, you know, until their nephew's gay, and then suddenly they 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 see that it's not so bad, you know. And then they finally they finally drag their feet, and then finally like okay with it, even though they still fight it. And then you know, and then they're against marijuana. They're against you know making marijuana legal till they find out they can make money off of it and invest in hedge funds that invest in it. And then they're for it. And it's like you, a lot of these people have been against any sort of like, you know, trying to make the earth better and stop all this like global warming stuff. And they're against that too. And now they're finally coming around in a little bit, but it's like, if only we could find a way for people to make money off of the earth being greener, then we'd be set. That's they're going to the do it. You know, they're yeah. going to do it. Um, Jeff Bezos will save us and we'll be singing his praises. If you're not already, look, I was again, I was against ever um, investing in shares, and I still haven't. But since listening to you and Nick, I'm thinking about it because you guys are very wealthy. Uh, you know, the, the podcast <laughs> of Get Rich Nick was sort of, it's a bit of a joke. We thought it'd be funny. You know, Three Stooges, every episode of the Three Stooges is them trying to make money every episode, basically. You know, they yeah. try to find some odd job and then they screw up the job and then they get fired and they go to the next job again. And I, that's, there's a lot of comedy in that. And so I kind of feel like our bit's a joke. But we have sort of like, you know, found a lot of these like, you know, it's been interesting what we've sort of been like digging, you know, picking away at and seeing like, oh, this is all like a big game. And if we're not playing the game that everybody else is playing, like we're not really winning by taking a stamp, you know, Nick Turner is very anti-Amazon, very anti-Amazon. And I don't love them either. Uh, but then there's also and I don't invest in Amazon. But like, I could see if someone wants to invest in it and then make money off of them, I don't, I don't fault them really for that, you know, because no. it's like every man for yourself out here. That's what it feels like the rules are. I feel like I tried to do the right thing for so long and it's just every man for, your, for himself feels like the way. And then when you have some money, then you can make more positive change than just being fucking. <laughs> yeah. For, have you ever heard of a great idea that's, that's gone unstolen though. Isn't Amazon just setting up the world for seven Amazons? Really? I mean, he's yeah. he's got the he's he's just laid out the whole plan, you yeah. know. And then you know, is that better though? Seven Amazon? I mean, you know, you can't have shops in the main street in 10, 15 years. Main street, whatever. You have main streets. 
that makes right, sense. Right, right, right. Like you, you know, you you can't you can have a you can have like touristy shops selling touristy stuff, but surely not clothes and shoes and all that sort of thing. Most of that's got to go away, hasn't it? I mean, I don't want it to, Nick. I don't know because <laughs> I've thought about like some of these companies, and it's like, well, a bit, having a billion dollars is a bit much. But what are we really asking? We want ten people to have a hundred million. Is that better? You know, wouldn't it be better just to sort of like have all our eyes on one person and then keep that one person in check, then monitor these 10, you know, if we, I, I mean, preferably we distribute it down to a thousand, you know, yeah. we distribute that thousand, that one company into a thousand companies that feels like the best scenario, but they're not going to do that. I don't know. I, I, it's just, uh, and it's so funny how these guys look like evil villains, they look yeah. like evil villain, like him and Musk and and and, and Bezos, you know. And I I love I like I like Musk too, you know. But they they all have like they they're like Bond guys. They're like Bond villains. Yeah, yeah. and you know you can't even imagine what it's like to have billions of dollars. It must be. What would you do with the billion? Sort of, what would you do with a billion dollars? I uh, would do the same thing. I'm, you know, I would love my hobbies and family and. Um, find something to do with my spare time but i just don't know what i would do with it with that much money. i mean obviously i'd have to give a lot of it away because i don't really have any plans i don't really have any plans for hundreds of millions of dollars nick except to, get, to give it away <laughs> like i don't have a plans for amazon mark ii or anything like that what about well, two hats? I'd wear two hats. That's what I would do. <laughs> two hats. Show off how much money well, I have. Let's have a quick chat uh, back about the um, the special. And um, your comedy is, it's like it's, what would people, I suppose you've heard it all, out, outrageous, crazy, wacky, all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, right from the time you land on stage, you've, you've got people laughing from the first line and um it's so physical that you wouldn't expect just coming to get to know you from get rich nick and um look i um i defy anyone to click on a couple of um nick vaderot clips and not laugh i just i just you know <laughs> it's hilarious well, check stuff. out the uh the jimmy fallon clip you yeah know, that's when people tend to like if it if it works in your country and you yeah, really tricked you. me. I'd really thought you'd forgotten your set. Be- and I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching like a um, behind behind the scenes clip or something, which they release occasionally. Oh yeah, oh yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I like um, you know. I don't know. I also feel like that you know. I like didn't. I went. I enjoy watching a lot of the comics from around the world too. Mm. Um, you know, there's like. Um, I don't know. I went to like the, like, at, what was it? Dublin and the Vodafone comedy festival out there. And, you know, they um, just, every, people do different stuff with comedy. You mm. know, I think that's like, I, it, I always feel like comedy is like, it, it tends to turn into like, it has to be this one thing and uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, it can be like, Whatever you can get it up on stage yeah. and do whatever you want, you know. Whenever I see somebody like get up and be like, "Well, I'm from here and I look like this and this had a baby," and you're kind of like, "Well, that's I, I've heard a lot of great versions of that." Is that joke. your Martha Kelly? That seemed like that was your Martha. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a good Martha 
Kelly. Well, you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, but yeah, it's it's your it's it's you should be able to do whatever you want. People do that because they don't know how to approach comedy, and they saw people do that, so they think that's what it's supposed to be. And I hate that. That I hate that people think it has to be a certain thing. It can be whatever you want, you know. And so I've always tried to play with the idea of that. You know, I did the um, for amusement only was a uh, it was a audio album that I put out that was like I thought it'd be funny to have a running director's commentary throughout the entire set. So I, I did that live at shows, and that was like a lot of fun to do. Um, and also, I feel like if you're a comic, you there's just so many great comics out there to kind of like set yourself apart at all you gotta like make a bold choice in some way um, yeah, people gotta stop thinking about this comedy as a career and start you know let, let's uh thin out this wheat from chaff right i reckon a bit too many yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i always think people too like have this idea of like what their you know what their comedy will be one day it's like we'll do it now you know, what are you, what are you waiting for? Absolutely. Look at your arenas now. <laughs> That's why I only perform in arenas. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're very empty, but I, I say maybe maybe it'll... Uh, oh, well. You, pro- you project. You project. You move, you move around a lot. <laughs> right. Now, I just got to check. I don't know whether you know the comedian com- uh, John O'Zalay. Yeah, I know John. Um, but I asked him, did he have a question for you? Just say hello for me. Oh, Jono says hello. He, I asked if he had a question, and he just said, say hello for me. So hello oh, from John Azalea. And I will type <laughs> hello, ty- <laughs> I, will, I will type a response after this. Well, <laughs> Disingenuous is the album. You can get it anywhere you get um, content by the sounds of it. Um, and uh, I don't know what's going to be in there, but I know that's going to be absolutely hilarious. And you've just shot to the top of my favourite comedians just researching this interview. Nick, you're really so funny. Well, thanks. Yeah. No, I mean, this, this special is me running around Chicago, you know, but then it gets like a little surreal at points, you know, like there's this, like, there's a bit where I'm like, oh, I want to get up one more set. And dude's like, I think LA still open. So then I fly to LA to do another set that night. And then, then there's like this weird, like, um, I, 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 I don't want to undersell the special. I don't want to oversell it, but like, there is a time travel multiverse sort of aspect that comes into play at some point. And so it gets like fucking bonkers or whatever. And uh, there's a couple of versions of me running around and it sucks. Cause like I started this four years ago and I almost feel that that sort of genre has been played out, <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, I haven't seen it a lot in standup comedy. So um, I'm hoping, hoping it isn't completely played out in, in sort of that, that, Not at all. Well, Disingenuous is the album that everyone's going to get. Get Rich Nick is the podcast. Like if, um, I don't know how to explain that. It's, uh, you know, look, if you want to earn loads of money, you click on that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen to, if if you're like, well, let's check out this podcast. I always like to recommend the one where me and Nick Turner went down to Tijuana to try to smuggle drugs back in. (laughs) 
and we went up buying like Adderall and you know, we, well, yeah, it's a, it's a two-parter and it was, it was a pretty funny story. Um, but yeah, it's a good one. Well, thanks so much, Nick Vatterot. We will talk again another day. Thank you, sir. I'm glad this worked out and thanks so much for uh, working with my crazy schedule. My pleasurables. How about that amazing chat, wasn't it? Super big thanks goes out to Nick for his time. Once again, Disingenuous is the comedy special and all the links are in the podcast show notes. Thanks for listening. I'm really looking forward to bringing you some tremendous interviews in 2022. Join me next time for one of them and stay safe.